0: evolve, and thrive. Greetings, I'm Erin Patton, also known as Master L, and welcome to the Meta Business Millennial. I am so excited to join you guys today because today again is another solo cast, and I just love to be able to share more about myself, about what I'm going through, uh, how I'm traversing my own spiritual journey, how I'm overcoming challenges. Because most often I'm talking with other folks and they're sharing their stories and we're kind of going back and forth and it's not so much about you know what's going on with me. So this is really a, such an honor to be able to tap into uh, my own personal experiences and how they are informed by my, my, my journey. And, you know, for today, I really want to hone in on spiritual discipline, on metaphysical discipline, on discipline, because I have to give a shout out, and I think I did this last time, but I just have to do it again, to Queen of Green, um, Lauren Vanderpool, who also had a, I was a guest on this podcast, and I joined her Eat Yourself Sexy journey at the beginning of March. And the Eat Yourself Sexy journey is really a detox. Like it's a, a food detox, a alcohol detox, caffeine, sugar, sweets, all those things. And I have to say that it really jump-started my soul in a way that I didn't expect. And it was so beautiful because there was an accountability group. And um, every morning we woke up uh, with, with breathing and and just cheering each other on, reflecting on recipes we had the night before, the day before, what we're gonna do today. And, you know, the whole idea was to eat more green. And for me, I had green juice every day, which I continue to do today. Um, more raw foods, more vegetables, less meats, less processed food, less seafood even. And moving more into herbs, uh, drinking teas, mint teas, cinnamons, all these things, beautiful things sea moss, bladderwack, uh, key limes. I started integrating all these new things into my into my diet, and I say all this to say that it was with that discipline in my eating that started to really activate more of the discipline in my spiritual body, and the focus in waking up at the same time every day, and and really you know focusing on my 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 self care, my baths, my salt baths. And my nighttime routine, and it's interesting because when we think about discipline, we think more like boot camp. You know, we think like boot camp buddy. You know, kind of energy, <laughs> and um, and like in punishment, and from or at least these are things that come to my mind historically. Kind of my programming around discipline, um, around it being forced, around it being painful. And these are fundamentally lower emotions, lower experience, like, and I shouldn't use the word necessarily lower, but I, I, would guess, I would have to say that the energy around those is much less than the energy around joyful experience. And I love to reference the, um, the map of consciousness. Well, I'll just put up a picture up, up now so you guys can see the map of consciousness by Dr. David Hawkins. And as you can see, you know, aligned with the energies and emotions of punishment, of, of shame, of, of those um, energies, the energy is much lower. You know, this is a logarithmic scale on the on the map of consciousness that you can see. And as you ascend, it's to the, the 10th degree, one point to the 10th degree. So there's an exponential, like literally a difference between one emotion and the other. And when we're living, so actually 85% of the world lives below that dotted line. That dotted line below courage is where 85% of the world occupies. You Think about our leaders, um, whether they're in the army, politicians, they mostly operate from a level of pride. And, you know, this is no um, judgment across any, you know, group. However, this is just stating the facts and having some evidence to back it up. And so when we're thinking about our discipline and we're operating from this space of punishment, of shame for maybe not behaving a certain way, and now we're switching it up, so we have to kind of be shameful about it, then it doesn't give us that energetic boost that we're seeking, you feel me? You know, when we're instead operating from a level of courage, like just one step above the dotted line, Courage, the affirmation here is, is, yes, I can. I can do this. I can be more focused. I can eat better foods for myself. I can sleep a little bit longer or wind down a little bit more at night. This creates so much more energy in our body, so much more energy in our being, and it's still a discipline. It's still a a dedicated practice. And that's essentially my definition for discipline is, is a dedicated practice, a practice of doing something with intention, an intention, a higher intention, if you will, so that you can have higher energies cultivated from it. And so when we're thinking about like how we're eating, how we're exercising, how we're being in the world, we don't have to be so rigid about it. And I speak from personal experience because I spent my entire most of my life being very rigid, very competitive about my discipline, about my goals. And it wasn't because I consciously wanted to compete or I consciously wanted to be better. It was a programming, really unconscious, because from a very young age, this is how we're taught to be. You know, we're, we're, challenging each other like I used to be like a math a mathlete, like in math competitions like number sense was a competition that I was really good at in the fourth grade and um or science fairs or history fairs like competing around our intellect from a very young age and this is like well before sports you know when we're really starting to compete in middle school and high school and, and sometimes even earlier and this mindset of competition really and discipline around the discipline of competition really creates energies that of, um, I would say of dissonance. I mean, there isn't an an ability to be collectively minded, collectively focused when we're trying to compete with each other. And, and so as we're moving into this more spiritual space, metaphysical space, just a space, a better space of knowing and being, then we have to start to look at our pre-programs and how we used to do things. And do they really serve us today? Just a simple question. And that's essentially what the metaphysical journey is about, is being curious. Being curious about how we approach things, asking ourselves questions like, does this person in my life serve me anymore? Do these experiences serve me anymore? Or or do these behaviors that I embody sometimes, does it even serve me anymore? And one way I am able to feel into the answers to those questions, because oftentimes we wanna listen to the first thing that comes to our mind, but really the answers are much deeper and very much more embedded in our bodies. And they're often embedded in our bodies with pain, in pain. And if we're feeling tightness, if we're feeling tense around some of the answers to the questions, then we can best believe that there is some trauma there that needs to be resolved and healed. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Actually, that is something that we should celebrate. And I'm learning how to move more into that celebratory state when I'm moving into my pain and feeling into my pain and having gratitude for it because that means it's being released. It means that my energy body is making more space to receive more of God's goodness, to receive more of source energy, to receive more of the universal blessings that I have stored for myself. And this is something that I feel like many of us know intellectually or may quote in Bible verses or in the Quran or things like that, but how many of us are really embodying these truths. Embodying the truths around what's happening inside of me when I think certain thoughts, when I have certain experiences. Because fundamentally this dis-ease, what I love to call it, instead of saying disease, it's your body at not at ease. So it's at a dis-ease. So that is when we start to create these blockages in our body, this tenseness, this tightness, the pains in our stomachs, the migraines in our heads, the pains in our lower back, our neck, All of these are signals of trapped emotions. Trapped punishment, trapped judgment, trapped insecurities. And the more we listen to it, the more we're able to hear, how can I heal this? What is this about? And that's part of the spiritual discipline. Feeling into the pain listening to the pain, journaling out the pain. I literally had a five-page journaling session of my pain last week with tears, complete with tears and everything because I still embody fears. Fears around ramifications for, you know, actions, fears around, you know, consequences for things that I've done like that may or may not be punishable. Yet they still live within me. And so this is how I I would like to encourage you to, to think about ways in which you could release some of these fears within you because as we start to face our fears and our pains, then we're able to better move to and through them and let them go so that we can move forward with more courage. We can move forward with more confidence, with more love, with more joy, with more peace and with those higher emotions that we saw in the map of consciousness from Dr. Hawkins. But we have to first remove the shame. We have to first remove the guilt, the fear, the anxiety. And if we aren't moving, removing those things, then we will never be able to ascend up the map of consciousness, ascend in our soul's progression. What we came here to this school of Earth, Earth, this planet to do, we came here to learn lessons. And as much as we like to think about it or acknowledge it or not, we also made some agreements with people here too. Unconscious agreements, or subconscious agreements, or how you wanna define it, with people to push us too out of our comfort zones. So you may be looking at that manager, that boss, or that family member, or your partner, your kids, And like, oh my God, this is the most difficult relationship I have ever experienced. Thank that person. Thank that person for pushing you into a space of pain and uncomfortability so that you can clear that shit and ascend. That's what that experience is here for. It's here to teach you how to heal, how to move through that fear and grow and grow, evolve, evolve. Because the more that we evolve, the higher experiences we can have, the more abundance we can experience, the more wealth we can experience, the more joy we can experience, the more peace we can experience. Yet if we dwell in that space of fear, in that space of uncertain, uncertainty and fear, then that's where we're gonna stay. Poverty mindset, victim mindset, everything is someone else's fault. Blaming someone else, pointing the finger at someone else. When really the only person that's accountable for where you are right now is you. Is me for me. When I think about the situations that are troubling to me, when I think about the situations that I feel like I'm stuck in, how did I get here? How did I get here? I'm asking myself. Oh, okay, I made that choice. (laughs) I made that choice to talk to that person that way. Or I made that choice to be this way or do something this way. And not, not in a judgment way. You aren't necessarily judging yourself for, which I also have a tendency to do. Like, oh, I shouldn't have done it like that. Oh, so stupid. Or like we have a tendency to really put ourselves down when we're making mistakes. However, we are literally operating from the highest level of consciousness that we have in any given moment because of such, so much of the programming, so much of the fear, so much of the trauma that we haven't released. So we are literally doing our best at every single moment. And that's something we have to understand. Overstand, understand, understand. So when you're looking back at the choices that you've made That's part of the lesson. Like, How could you even know to do any better without the hindsight to see, oh shit, Like, I shouldn't have done it that way. I shouldn't have did it that way. I could have done it way better. Okay, so next time you have a chance to feel that emotion, how will you respond? Will you respond in the same way? That's the question. So you wanna be able to move to and through your experiences with this discipline, this disciplined line of questioning and answering yourself, with honesty, with transparency, with true, true feelings, true feelings. And I love to give this a three-step approach to how to go through these feelings, and the first you have to notice it. Notice the pain, notice the triggers, Notice the annoyance and then name it. Oh, where is that coming from? Oh, okay. It's coming from my desire or addiction to controlling things. Like I really want to control the situation. So I'm feeling really uptightness in my stomach because I can't control what's happening right now. For example, like, I, I love to give this example because traffic is such a good earmarker of our level of controlling our emotions and say that you're like in the passenger seat and someone's driving crazy or not driving the way you want to or not going the way you want them to go. Then you feel a little tightness. Sometimes you slam on the brake with your foot and you're like, how, how am I slamming on the brake and I'm on the passenger side? <laughs> like these are all things that we have to notice about ourselves and be like, okay, like, this is a control issue. And then how do you nurture it? Well, for me, if I'm in the passenger side and I'm feeling that sometimes I'll just look out the window so I'm not looking at the what the driver's doing. I'll close my eyes, I'll get on my phone. Those are kind of distractions. However, like you do what you need to do in the moment to really nurture that insecurity around the control. That's just a small example. However, it can look so many different ways based on whatever the emotions you're feeling at the moment. You want to first notice it, name it, and then nurture it. We have to be able to exercise that discipline with ourselves as we're moving to and through our lives. That spiritual discipline, that metaphysical discipline, that higher discipline that comes with compassion, that comes with empathy, that comes with love like how often did we grow up as kids and our parents punished us or spanked us and were like i did this cuz i love you well you know i am still kind of wrestling with that cuz as a parent now my son's 3 years old and i to be honest you know like have challenges grappling with how to discipline him you know what is the spectrum of discipline as it as in our capacity for love Is it to allow the tantrum? Is it to allow the anger? Or is it to stop it, to quell it, to suppress it? I mean, what what does it feel like? What does that even feel like? Those two, the two differences, to suppress something. Oh, that sounds very familiar to me, right? And probably familiar to a lot of you too, because that was our modus operandi for most of our life. You have big emotions, Oh, you know, big boys don't cry or, you know, girls are to be seen, not heard. How many times have we heard these false statements about how we should manage our emotions? So then we grow up to be grown people who can't express ourselves, who we're seeing, but we can't truly be heard. And when we aren't being truly heard, we can't even hear the truth. How backwards is that? And that's the space that I lived in for a long time, throat chakra completely blocked. Inability to speak truth, inability to even hear the truth. I was so gullible. I'd believe any lies anybody told me, especially in romantic relationships, just being manipulated, coerced, and willingly allowed it, because I didn't have the awareness, I didn't have the consciousness to hear the truth, to hear what was true. What was being said to me. And on top of that, it was very difficult for me to express my own self, express what I felt to be true for fear of ramification, for fear of punishment, for fear of abuse. Cause in many ways that was the household I grew up in. You know, I could be honest to an extent, everything else I kept to myself. how I felt about the trauma in my household, how I felt about you know my my dad being absent, how I felt about my sister being murdered. Those were not spoken about in my home. I didn't even speak about these things until I was in my late 20s and barely then. Probably not to my early 30s in a meaningful way. 30 years of suppressing pain. That is what many of us are doing out here. Suppressing thoughts and emotions we've had since we were six, seven, eight years old. Yet now, with our current knowing, we have to have the spiritual discipline to work through these emotions. These ugly, nasty, disgusting-ass emotions. Whether ours or those placed on us. Because at the households we grew up in, we absorb everything from our parents, from our siblings, from our extended families we, we interact with. We absorb all their shit too. And I love to talk about this with my clients, with my friends who are going through challenging times, whether it be in dating and relationships and their careers, because a lot of the shit we carry is not ours, okay? This is a collective consciousness that we're operating in. We are a collective We are all connected. What's traumatizing to someone else resonates in me. And that's just the true matter of it. Until I'm able to heal it and move past it, it's going to resonate in me. (laughs) Hence why we would go to the office and we're like, oh, I can't be around that person. They just make me anxious or they get on my nerves. Because whatever whatever that person's carrying, it resonates in you too, unhealed. So it's almost like in these scenarios, you want to be around these people so that you can start to heal them. And then you watch the situation either dissipate, you transmute that energy into something greater. And that person oftentimes just leaves you alone. Maybe move to a different you know, branch, office. Move out of the state. Because the energies are no longer compatible. They're no longer aligned. That person has no, nothing more to teach you. How beautiful is that? As we heal, as we face our fears, as we operate in a more aligned, disciplined practice, then we're really able to co-create with God in the universe our perfect reality. And I used to talk about this a lot when I first started my uh, my metaphysical mastery you know, venture about manifesting our reality. And the manifestation requires pain. The noticing of it, the naming of it, and the nurturing of it. Because without those fears, without that pain, how are we getting our lessons? That is pure communication from your soul to your soul to that you feel through your body. And I actually have never articulated or defined pain in that way, but it is communication to you, about you. Yeah, I, I, I talked about this all the time. Like my parents were both doctors. I grew up in a household where like pain meds is like vitamins. <laughs> literally. Like literally we're taking pain meds, Tylenol, Advil, Aleve, Aspirin, uh, Tylenol. You know, like name it, you name it. We had all of it in our cabinet and it was like popping. Like candies. And (laughs) so this is me growing up in a numbing environment. Like, okay, I'm not supposed to ever feel pain. I'm just supposed to take something and make it go away. Yet there couldn't be anything more farther from true, from from what's true. Our pain is our communication from our body to our body, about who we are and what we need to heal in so many ways. And I love to, to reference my Tai Chi practice in this because in Tai Chi, and this is something you can easily Google, and maybe I can show a picture right here on the screen right now for you to show how our emotions live in parts of our bodies. So as you're moving and going higher into your discipline and you're starting to feel pain in your stomach, you're like, okay, I know that I'm anxious or like in your gut to like your second brain that you know, okay, wow, I'm nervous. I'm anxious. Why? Or in your liver, I'm angry. I'm angry. <laughs> I get pain in my liver more recently because I had a lot of trapped anger in my life. So when I'm doing things, sometimes I feel my liver cramping. I know that I'm I'm trapped anger that needs to be released. Or tension in your neck or your lower lower, um, part of your brain, your head. Emotions. Deeply trapped emotions there too. Anxieties. So as you start to move in your spiritual discipline of self, you start to be able to recognize, okay... Where are these signals coming from? I feel it. Ugh. I'm anxious. Or in my root chakra, I feel that that was disgusting. Like in your genitals, sometimes they, they'll speak to you when you're around someone that's, you know, frankly has like rate consciousness energy or, or just nasty energy around a sexuality. Disgusting energy. You'll feel it. You may want to tighten up. These are real signals from your body that many of us are never taught to be aware of or notice. So as we're moving to and through our spiritual discipline, we really want to start to take notice of what's happening in our bodies. We can use, like I started at the beginning, we can use foods to help detox us, help to sensitize us. And that's another reason why I do the movement, the Tai Chi, the yoga, the running. For some people it's boxing, it's swimming, it's, it's uh, cycling. These are aspects of us to sensitize our bodies to feeling. We wanna be able to feel more, feel more. Because with the pain comes the joy. With the sorrow comes the bliss. And these are all on the same spectrum. These are all emotions on the same spectrum. And when we're able to feel, the deeper we're able to feel one, the higher we're able to feel the other, okay? I want us all to rest easy in that. And that this is not merely a suffering path of discipline. The discipline path, the impeccable living path, the impeccable listening path, shout out to Queen Afua, is for those who are seeking greater heights. So congratulations to you. Congratulations to you on the work that you're putting in, on the work that you're doing to heal those aspects of yourself that give you the most pain. Because I bet you $100 million million that that pain that you're feeling is going to transmute into something so great you couldn't have even imagined. You couldn't have even imagined. And that feels complete for me right now. I wish you all so well on your journeys. I hope this message has resonated deeply with you and your soul how you're walking in this day and time with more discipline, spiritual discipline, metaphysical discipline, inspiration, to listen to yourself, to notice, to name, to nurture. And you always know where to find me to get more of this inspiration at I am Erin Patton on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. And check out my website, themetabusiness.world, for more resources and access to our offerings. And until our next cast, I am wishing you well. I love you all so much. Peace. Did you really love this episode of the Meta Business Millennial Podcast? Well, I am honored, and I appreciate you subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing it with your friends because your feedback allows us to co-create more enlightened conversations. And if you're interested in growing your soul now, head over to my website, erinpatten.com, to find all the show notes, links, and free resources to get your energy activated today. In the meantime, stay bright, my friends. Much love and light. Peace.